Recently, the Deseret News and Deseret Management Corporation hosted an event at the museum in Washington, D.C., titled Integrity and Trust, Lessons from Watergate and Today. Some questioned us for convening a conversation on the principles of integrity, trust, and truth in our nation's capital, especially in a day when debates are rarely about principles and policy, but are instead about fake news, alternate facts, deceptive internet influence, half-truths, bold lies, and countless shades of morally relative gray. At the Deseret News, we felt it was exactly the right place for the conversation to begin. Hear highlights from our event with legendary reporter Bob Woodward, Elder D. Todd Christophe of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and President of Pew Research, Mike Dimmick, on this special edition of Therefore What? Therefore What? is a weekly podcast that breaks down the news while breaking down barriers, challenges you in the status quo, explores timely topics and timeless principles, and leaves you confident to face what's next. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor for the Deseret News, and this is Therefore What? It was very fitting for us to be at the museum in Washington, D.C., in a building that houses the history of a free press, its right and responsibility to shine a light on the truth, and its duty to build public trust through transparency. It's interesting, the words of the First Amendment are chiseled into the side of the building. And thankfully, as citizens, we can freely assemble to pursue truth and integrity and the trust they foster in the free exercise of our religion and through our freedom to speak, write, and share our ideas individually and through the press. I would remind everyone that these first freedoms, combined with integrity, trust, and truth, don't belong to a political party or any one politician, nor do they belong to any business, organization, government agency, or the media for that matter. They belong to and are the responsibility of we the people. Author David McCullough once shared that as a college student, he learned something from a lowly graduate assistant that really changed his life. It was that history was not so much about dates, locations, or events. History was simply a never-ending stream of principles and ideas to explore. And that's exactly why we convened at the museum, to use the unique historical event of Watergate. And two of the men who not only had front-row seats, but were in the game— for a truly historic exploration and application of integrity and truth. From those lessons, great conversation emerged. First, let's hear from Bob Woodward as he described the final day that Richard Nixon was in the White House and what he said to his staff and to his cabinet members. How much understanding did Nixon have about what happened? The day Nixon resigned, which was August 9th, 1974, he had a farewell, gave a farewell address in the East Wing of the White House. And uh, he had his wife, two daughters, two son-in-laws there, and uh, all of his friends and the cabinet were in the audience. And it was Nixon unscripted. Nothing, it, was ju- it was just talking... Uh, off the top of his head, he was sweating, he was very emotional, and uh, he, uh, at one point in this speech, he just spontaneously kind of went like this, like, this is why I called you all together. And then he said, quote, always remember, others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And then 
you destroy yourself. Think of the wisdom at that moment that Nixon had. He realized that the hating, which was in many ways the piston of his administration, the hating destroyed him, not his opponents. And that in that moment, you, you see a kind of self-understanding that we don't necessarily associate with Nixon, but also we see not just a political lesson, but a wonderful lesson for all of us, everyone. Uh, hating, in the end, doesn't destroy your enemies. It is the hating that destroys you. Many people were not aware that Elder D. Todd Christofferson, currently serving as an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was the young law clerk to Judge Sirica in the Watergate tape. He was the first person to hear those Watergate tapes and described many interesting feelings and emotions as it became very clear that those in the administration and the president himself had had a numbing of conscience and had had major lapses in integrity. Here was his final thought on what these lessons mean and what we should all do about it. Institutions are people. Communities are people. Neighbors are people. And if we're talking about integrity, we're talking about uh, trust, then it's, it has to be personal. It has to be people. It has to be individual. You can't talk about some organization. It's you and me. It's you and I together and individually who have to inculcate or adopt or incorporate into our character an unswerving commitment to that that then may influence others and extend beyond and influence an institution, a neighborhood, a community, a society. But none of us can escape, I feel, the responsibility for our own selves, our own conduct, our own integrity. And that may be the greatest contribution we can make. For me, Watergate was an assault on the integrity of institutions that are crucial for society. And you documented it very well in your summary. Um, but it didn't have the ultimate effect of destroying those institutions and our society because good people, people of integrity, came to the fore and exercised their Influence, and sometimes officially and sometimes unofficially, but people stood up. People who had integrity defended the institutions and uh, the processes and our society. And I feel like we're we're obligated in our time to uh, be the same kind of people, and in our roles, in our professions, in whatever setting whether it's in a faith group or any other kind, to, uh, to be the kind of people we're asking the rest of the world to be. Those are wonderful principles from two extraordinary individuals who made a difference in history by their perspective and their willingness to pursue integrity and trust. You can watch the entire event at deseretnews.com trust, along with additional research, insight, and coverage. Therefore, what? Let's conclude this episode with one more Therefore What view. 
of the principles that were discussed at the event in Washington, D.C. It actually comes from John Jacks, who in 1874 worked for the Deseret News and interestingly held the same job that I hold now, overseeing opinion and editorials. When Jacks was a young man in the 1840s, he was a young missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in England. And just as we did at the museum in Washington, D.C., Jacks contemplated the question of what is truth and how do I live truth with trust-building integrity. His therefore what came in the form of a poem, O Say What is Truth. It concludes, Then say what is truth, tis the last and the first, for the limits of time it steps o'er, though the heavens depart and the earth's fountains burst, truth, the sum of existence, will weather the worst, eternal, unchanged, evermore. Now more than ever, it is incumbent upon each of us individually and all of us collectively to find the truth, speak the truth, and ultimately to be the truth. The therefore what is that we must live these principles and talk about these principles around our dinner tables and across the back fence, around water coolers and in our communities, and especially every time we engage on social media. The lessons of Watergate and today should give us confidence that if remembered and properly re-enthroned as the bulwark of society, integrity and trust will lead the nation to better days ahead. Remember, after the story is told, after the principle is presented, after the discussion and debate have been had, the question for all of us is, therefore what? Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening today, and be sure to rate this episode and leave us a review. Follow us on DeseretNews.com slash TW and subscribe to our newsletter. This is Boyd Matheson, Opinion Editor for the Deseret News. Thanks for engaging with us on Therefore What?